0: This is Outspoken, the podcast that's not afraid to say exactly what you're thinking. Our names are Amy, Kate and Sophie Torber. We're identical triplets, but we often don't have identical opinions. So sometimes things can get heated. Outspoken covers all things reality TV, influences, entertainment and issues facing women. That is so fetch. Thank you. I feel like I'm mentally recovering from what I just experienced at work. So I've just driven here and before I left from work, I went to the bathroom and I went to the last cubicle like I normally do and there was a floating turd and this comes off the back of an email that was sent out to the office yesterday. Can I just say, I love that you've used the term turd. I don't think I've heard that (laughs) in years. (laughs) I think it really captures the (laughs) moment. So an email was sent out to... So I work in a sort of joint office. So there's this communal toilet. There's probably like 200 people in the building. So the email said it has come to our attention recently that the female bathrooms are being left in a less than acceptable state after use. It would be appreciated if you could remind all staff within your tenancy that bathrooms within this building are shared facilities. And as such, out of courtesy to others, every effort should be made to ensure they are left in an acceptable state after (laughs) each use. We appreciate your cooperation. Now, I was actually half tempted to take a photo of said turd. And send it in to these real estate people because it was so foul. I was th- I went back to the office and I was like, has someone purposely defied mm-hmm. the email? Do you, do you reckon it is one instigator or is it is numerous people who are leaving without flushing the toilet? Well, it's happened quite a bit and there has been piss on the seat in the toilets too. And we thought it might be because there's a new office and we thought maybe it was the staff from that office. However, we learned yesterday that they actually have toilets built into their office. Mm. Oh. But... I thought perhaps because their toilets are close by, there may be some women that don't want mm. to do a number two in, yeah. the, in the, their office toilet. So they're coming out to the communal toilets. But I'm sorry, if you were so concerned not to be heard or smelled going to the toilet there, then why would you not make the effort to just flush it? Is that not just something normal that people do, just flush it and get rid of it? Well, that's what me and my co-workers were saying. We're like, okay, so if that happened and you actually needed to do a poo at work and it didn't flush, <laughs> would you not cover... <laughs> (laughs) eat with toilet paper, close the lid. Like this, when I walked in, the lid was up. There was no shame about what had occurred. Have you guys ever been caught out at home now living with your boyfriends where sometimes the toilet does you a disservice? So I don't think the plumbing is that strong. And there have been times when I thought something has been flushed and it's popped back up again. Resurfaced. We (laughs) thought maybe that's what happened at work. I know. I think the eco-friendly toilets aren't good for anyone. You have mm. to make sure they're flushed. But who at work is not making sure that if they do a poo that it flushes? Well, I've heard of some people actively having a rule where they don't actually poo at work and make and, and training themselves to only go after work or before work. That used to literally be me. I When I worked at seven, I never did that in the seven toilets um because we also got an email to all of the journalists and staff at seven saying that the female toilets was unacceptable and i thought it was hilarious that they pinpointed the female toilets and what is it that makes it unacceptable because is it just people that are not flushing because i've yeah. heard of men doing reverse kangas in the toilets and that i'm, I'm hoping that wasn't happening well, you might, at seven do some people not know what a reverse kangaroo is you might have to explain oh <laughs> well it's just when you sit on the toilet seat back to front and you do your business so that this gets poo around the bowl. God, this (laughs) is getting really lowbrow. Well, (laughs) I was going to say in terms of it happening now both at your office and my office and only in regards to the women's toilet, I was thinking... Is that because women's standards are higher that they're complaining and it would be going mm. on in the men's toilet but no one's going to go complain? Mm. To be honest, I think it's—I don't think your standards are that high to expect a toilet to be flushed. <laughs> I suppose this topic, this toilet talk, goes into our, a social dilemma really and its I suppose the social dilemma is around toilet etiquette and what do you guys think is acceptable? Like, well, do you have a routine that you go through if you go to toilet, mm. your toilet at work? Well, Kate, you touched on it when you started telling the story. You said you usually travel to the furthest toilet toilet away, which I think is, you know, step one of toilet etiquette. Step two, I'd say, and, pardon and you the pun. And you mean if someone else is in the cubicle, you don't go no, to well, the cubicle I, I next to them. No, I think even if there's no one in the cubicle, I would like to go to the furthest toilet away from the door. Yeah, me too. So you can't be heard at all secondly I think you should never sit next to someone else's cubicle as in obviously there's times when there's only one toilet remaining to sit in but I don't think you should ever by choice position yourself next to someone else's cubicle that's absolutely the worst when you're going to the toilet and when you work in an office the toilet's kind of your zone like it's you're away from your desk it's a time to sit down and just relax and I can't stand it when firstly I actually hate it when I'm going to the toilet and someone else comes in Mm, but then when they sit next to your cubicle you're Mm. like this is my zone like at least have one in the middle I also feel like there's an unspoken rule that, you know, if you go to the toilet and you've kind of just crept away because you want to look at your phone, you're not Mm. actually going to the toilet, but you just need some time away from people and you're looking at your phone. Then as soon as you hear someone walk into the toilet and go to the cubicle, Mm. that's your cue to walk out. You should never see someone Mm. getting out of the cubicle. You should have Mm. your hands washed, ready out before they get out. Like, I think that's just an unspoken rule. Also, I feel like because I have girls in the office with me, if I see one of them get up to go to the toilet this Mm. is not a nightclub situation this is not a restaurant (laughs) with your friend situation this is I let them do their thing yeah I then leave an ample amount of time Mm. and then I'll go afterwards Mm. another big tip which I mean I think it's pretty you know commonplace is I will always if I need if I'm caught out in a situation and I have to go properly do you mean a number two yes I will lay out quite a lot of toilet paper so that it it cushions the fall I do that at home as well because oh, I'm polite. Really, can I just say I had the social dilemma of having to use the toilet when um, on holiday with my boyfriend? And if anyone's been to Europe, those toilets, like the, all the hotel rooms, are tiny, and the toilets are right near the bed. Oh, that is absolutely the worst. Like especially yeah. when you're going on, you know, your first trip away with your boyfriend. Who designed the rooms to put the toilets right there? Actually, I remember when we went on our girls trip with our best friend, Owen, and we had a rule that whenever anyone went to the toilet, they had to put running water just to disguise any sort of noises. (laughs) Well, I was going to say one thing that I found that worked really well is that I would use the bathroom when I needed to use the shower as well. So like a lot of steam and you put and you also put like shampoo Music. down the toilet if you don't have toilet shampoo. spray. Mm-hmm. But like look, look at us we're you know planning ahead being very considerate and then there's slobs at Kate's work who are just pooing and not even flushing the it's toilet. I know, disgusting. I know, I feel like this conversation's only going downhill rapidly, so I think we should get into the rest of the show. But I also want to hear, before we get into it, other people's toilet dilemmas. Like, well, have you had an instance at work where you've been sent an email to your, uh, you and your colleagues about the toilet situation at work? Or I think maybe other people's toilet etiquette, because yeah. I know a lot of mm. people are very against pooing at work, so I'd like mm. to know where people stand on that line. You okay? Go right in there? Mm-hmm. It's fine. Shit. Tiff, we're just going to meet you outside, okay? Okay. Mm. Love you. Mm. <sighs> Let's get into the influencer rap and YouTuber Elle Darby has announced that she and her partner Con are expecting a baby boy. I've got to say, I had a feeling it would be a boy. Like, she seems like a boy mum. She's got the two dogs that are boys, and she (laughs) seems to love talking about her boys that she hangs out with. So, I was not surprised. Were you guys surprised? Well, there was a lot of talk that she was actually having a girl, and a lot of people thought that she'd accidentally revealed the gender of the baby, but that all Mm. is obviously wrong because it's not a girl. To be honest, I thought it was going to be a girl as well, just because of her connection with her mum that's passed Mm. away, and it seemed like it was all very much, you know her mother's experience well she did say that she had a dream the other day and she was able to see the into the future and see a baby and she was able to identify what the gender was she hasn't confirmed yet whether it was a boy Mm. or if she was correct wow well I was pretty impressed by the effort that Elle Darby's manager put into this reveal Mm. because Elle and Con said they would normally have a really big party but obviously because they're in a COVID lockdown they had to do you know something a little bit smaller so what happened was, which I found quite strange, was Elle managed to find out the gender of her baby at 10 weeks. Mm. And that's quite unusual. So she had this online test from America called the sneak peek test. And it's like this at home blood test. And she went on about how they had to make sure it was really sterile and Con and the dogs couldn't even be in the room while this blood test was going on. Even the dogs? Yeah, it sounded really weird. Anyway, so the test results were sent to Elle's manager, Lily, and then Lily was tasked with setting up the gender reveal. So she did a really good job. She got an event planner in and in, a, in one of the rooms, they put all these balloons and beautiful decorations and Con and Elle were given three options. They could either pop a big balloon, they could either do like the cannons or there was like a box that they could pull a string and the stuff would come out. So mm. Con wanted to do the cannons, Elle wanted to do the balloons. Of course, they did the, the balloon. Well, why were there three options? I'm confused. Wouldn't that be, like, really expensive to have three different ways of finding out? I suppose she just wanted to keep them happy. I mean, Mm. it is her boss. I do find that whole relationship very interesting, the fact that their manager knows what gender their baby is before them. Like, they must be Mm. very close to her. Do you guys notice that's a trend with UK Uh, YouTube is that they seem to be getting all these events companies to come into their house Mm. because I saw Saffron Barker did an igloo in her backyard. I didn't really see so much of that during the lockdown here in Australia. Well, to be Mm. honest, I think that it is a good way to keep those event companies alive. So Mm. I do like the fact that influencers are, you know, working with them and trying to show ways that people can actually have birthdays yeah. or events at home but is anyone normal doing that like have, have you guys ever thought when we were in lockdown you know that grueling three-day lockdown to put well, on a little event well, in your to, house well to be honest our mum obviously had her 60th birthday during lockdown so oh it was kind of on the cusp of lockdown yeah. so that would have been nice to do something along those lines mm. I don't know I feel like is it perhaps these event planners are going to influencers and doing the events for free to, yeah. as a form of hmm. promotion Well, back to the video, it did amass over 639,000 likes and was trending at number one on YouTube. That actually surprises me because I felt like the video was kind of short. It just abruptly ended. Yeah, but everyone just wants to know what the gender is. So they watched the video and then Elle put up a post on her Instagram and it was really cute. She'd painted on the wall boy in big blue lettering and wrote love mum and dad. And then they posed in front of the wall Mm. with balloons. And it was actually really cute. I thought it was a great announcement. Moving on to Steph Claire Smith, and she's the latest influencer to take aim at Celeb Spellcheck. Oh, when this popped up on my feed, I immediately forwarded it to you guys because I was really surprised. So Steph had made a little spelling error. She spelled aisle wrong on a post about Laura Henshaw's hens party. And a lot of her followers were sending in, oh my gosh, quick change at Steph because <laughs> we don't want you to be shamed on Celeb Spellcheck. <laughs> so this was her response guys i gotta jump in here and um let you know i appreciate your dms and your comments about the misspelling of the word aisle in my photo that i posted of laws and i thank you appreciate it and i have corrected it um but please do not stress i really could not give two craps if sleb spellcheck fucking posts about it like i think they're the lowest of the low so don't mind. I know I'm human. I make mistakes. I spell things wrong. I say things wrong. I make a lot of mistakes. We are all human. So if they feel like they need to repost the fact that I spelled aisle wrong, all good. I was so surprised by her response. I don't think I've ever heard her swear on an Instagram story. She seems to keep it very PG usually. Yeah. Well, when she said crap, I was like, okay, she's going to tone it down for her younger followers. But then she went in with the F bomb. I was kind of like half like, oh. She shouldn't have said that half, like, really happy that she did say the F word. Uh, There has been a bit of a history between Celeb Spellcheck and Steph Claire Smith. When the page was up and running about a year ago, they did critique her more than they do now. So it wasn't just about spelling errors. It was about, you know hypothesizing whether she had breast implants but there was a lot of paying Steph out for the fact that she posts happy birthday messages with a lot of photos (laughs) of herself in it it kind of seems self-indulgent and there was also the time more recently when Celeb Spellcheck called Steph out for traveling during the Victorian lockdown so I feel like there is a little bit of beef there and I can see why Steph probably did take a swipe however I really respect the way Celeb Spellcheck has come out and sort of started to moderate the comments she's told people not to go troll other people Yeah, you can only learn from your mistakes, I feel. I just think it's ridiculous. I don't think she really had a leg to stand on in terms of going after Celeb Spellcheck. I just think it's all a bit of fun. And I actually think while I do really like Steph Clare Smith, I feel like it wasn't great PR for her Mm. to put that up because it just made her look petty because Mm. most people think it's a bit of fun. And it may, I mean, one, it drew attention to Celeb Spellcheck. A lot Mm. of people probably went over and followed it. And two, it just made it look like she couldn't laugh Mm. at herself. Well, she called them the lowest of of the low, which I think is a bit of a stretch. As yeah. you said, like they have been quite good at moderating their instagrams now and keeping it light and fun well to call someone the lowest of the low like when i think about the internet i think about trolls that are going on and telling people to kill themselves i don't think about people that are making fun about a spelling error and it seems like the internet kind of feel the same way because steph has lost a lot of followers in the last 16 days so i had a look at social blade and she has lost 3,459 followers as i said in the last 16 days on Wednesday, the 20th of January, she lost 1,227 wow. followers. I went back and I was trying to work out what why that was, but there wasn't anything clear. I'm not sure if she posted something on her story. Mm. Well, I remember on her podcast, she was talking about the fact that she had lost so many followers during Melbourne's lockdown. And I think it was because people didn't want to see her lavish lifestyle and they were comparing it to their own lives when they're stuck inside. I did wonder, though, perhaps now that she's pregnant, she may be losing some of the male followers that were following her for bikini photos. That's a point. That probably is it. Now, moving on to some Batchy gossip and Naranga from Angie Kent series of The Bachelorette and also from Bachelor in Paradise had his 30th on the weekend. Did you guys see this? Yeah, it was a it was back to school, wasn't it? Because everyone was dressed as students and teachers. Yeah, so the theme was back to school, which meant a lot of girls were wearing you sort of the Britney Spears-esque sexy Naughty school, school girl. girl. Yeah. And to me I found that whole theme a little bit cringe, but it got a lot worse because one of the former Bachelor alumni from Lockie series, Charlie, she posted a photo of herself with Gemma and Steph also from Lockie series as well as Marg. How do they all know each other? Well, they're Every- all from the same series as The Bachelor. No, but how do they know Naranga? Well, er- well, I feel like yeah. everyone in the Bachelor franchise knows each other. Hmm. Yeah. So they posted a photo and they had like little schoolgirl skirts on and they were flashing their bum at Naranga and he was kind of dressed as a teacher and had a cane Hmm. and I just found it so wrong. Well, wasn't it supposedly in reference because Jamie Duran said on the So Dramatic podcast that Naranga would pull up the girls' skirts during Bachelor in Paradise and oh, make them feel uncomfortable? Oh, uh, that's gross. Yeah, apparently it was a little bit of a shot about that. However... Why would as, you do that then? I know, but as someone in our community pointed out, it was in very bad taste considering it was only over a week ago that Grace Tam was announced Australian of the Year mm. and she very bravely shared her harrowing story about being groomed and sexually assaulted mm. by her high school mm. teacher So it just seemed in very bad taste, especially because Charlie is a teacher herself. Mm. So there was some backlash in the So Dramatic group and, you know, people were discussing the photo and Charlie came in and commented saying that she would lift her skirt up to show Narenga her ass all the time because that's the sort of close friendship they had. And someone replied saying, well, that's really weird and she would never do that with a platonic friend. Mm. And then Charlie responded, oh, you must have boring friends. Now, do you guys think that's weird? Because I personally would never do that to a platonic friend. I'd be annoyed if one of Dale's friends was just lifting up their skirt and flashing their ass because Narenga's just got a new girlfriend. So I can't imagine that Mm. being particularly cool with a new girlfriend. Yeah, I can't say that I've ever done that to a friend before. No. (laughs) Yeah, well, the photos he was sharing, like he posted that photo of him with the cane with the girl showing their ass. But then there was one where they were all like holding him up and it just looked so tacky. Where was his girlfriend when all of this was happening? I know well there were some photos of him and his girlfriend, but I'm like, what what the hell? Like this is mm. so inappropriate. Well, just moving on, I feel like it's pretty clear that Valentine's Day is around the corner because all I've been seeing is influencers showing off their lingerie. Oh my gosh, mm. this has been popping up everywhere for me. Like I've noticed it on Talia Skeynes. I've noticed it on Anastasia Kingsnorth, of course, Madison Woolley. I found Tully Smythe's post quite hilarious because she posted a picture of herself in lingerie and wrote, at this point, the amount of lingerie I own versus the amount of sex I'm getting is embarrassing. Valentine's Day goodies <laughs> from Pretty Little Thing. Now, I thought that was quite clever because... Tali has been going through quite a public breakup on her social channels. I mean, she hasn't named who her partner was, but I've been seeing all the updates and feeling quite sad mm. for her. Do you think it's ironic that they get a lot of people who are single to promote the lingerie and talk about, you know, oh, I'm just mm-hmm. going to be walking around on Valentine's Day in this? Well, I saw Anastasia Kingsnorth saying, you know, even if you don't have a partner, buy it for yourself, but are people actually out there? buying lingerie for valentine's day like is it the partner buys it Mm. or is it the girl well that's the thing i can understand people buying things to make themselves feel good but i don't know when i was single i kind of wanted to avoid anything to do with valentine's day but maybe it is a good sort of marketing ploy in that a lot of the girls are single and a lot of them do generally post bikini photos so men generally follow them so they might be buying their girlfriend that lingerie i don't know i think brands think that the females are posting for females even though we've spoken about how a lot of these bikini models do have males i don't know female buys themselves lingerie for valentine's day maybe they buy it as a present for their partner Hmm. maybe they should just be advertising you know long stemmed roses that's what people want (laughs) I'm slightly disappointed because I feel like last Valentine's Day, people were more reluctant to post what they got. And personally, I used to love jumping on Instagram and seeing, oh, what did what did they get or what are they showing off about? See, for me, I've only ever been given something for Valentine's Day twice, and that's from my boyfriend, Reese. My other mm. asshole boyfriend uh, beforehand didn't ever acknowledge the day, which that's a whole story on itself. Um, but it was always when I was single or with said asshole that I always saw everyone posting about it. And it was only once I actually got nice <laughs> gifts that it was like not right Taboo. to post. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I love seeing what other people get for Valentine's Day. But then again, I feel like I personally wouldn't would never share it because I feel like a wanker. I've yeah. shared before. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I actually can't remember <laughs> if I did because I got some beautiful. Full roses sent to my work and I was just like what like I felt like that asshole that I used to hate at work and so I was quite embarrassed I can't remember if I posted uh, about them I probably did but that's the thing like I enjoy seeing it so I kind of want people to share it's kind of that hate following thing where you're like I'm enjoying this but it's you know but for instance if you got something nice I'd like to to see what it is yeah now that I'm in a happy relationship I'm happy to see all the Valentine's Day stuff (laughs) (laughs) you guys used to do an I hate Valentine's Day dinner which was bloody hilarious yes we did well on the topic of love Jade Tunchi got engaged On Sunday, and gosh, have we not heard about it? Yeah, I was gonna say, Are you serious? I haven't heard anything. Okay, you seem particularly (laughs) offended by this display on Instagram. Look, I'm not offended. I think her ring is absolutely stunning. Mm. She posted, but she's posted a lot of pictures of it. So it's been going on now for what, like five days? And I feel like she's trying to take the piss out of it. Yeah. But it's almost like it's an excuse to be posting Mm. a ridiculous amount about her engagement. I actually think it's pretty funny what she's been posting. I think she is definitely trying to take the piss and have some fun with it. But if you don't know her and you don't know her sense of humor, maybe you could take it the wrong way. Well, look, I know her because I follow both her, the real Jade Twitch and her real page. So I feel like I know her and it did get a bit too much. The real one and the real her. But the thing is, like, she puts a lot of her jokey stuff on the... on the back page you know what i mean but this is all on her main account yeah that's what i was surprised about well for those who haven't been keeping up with the story as i said jade got engaged on sunday so a lot of people when they first saw the post like me were like hang on she's pretending it was some sort of surprise however it was perfectly filmed on this beach setting So how her partner Lockie got away with this is he tricked her and said that he had been engaged by a brand to do, like, this last-minute photo shoot and she had to be in it. Mm. So that was really good because then, of course, they both were wearing, like, matchy-matchy outfits and he could film it. So they took a couple of photos and then he – apparently goes, oh, look, there's a dolphin and then grabbed the ring out of his bag. Like Mm. that just cracked me up. Well, I think he was pretty clever in filming it because personally I would love to have that vision and it would be, mm. you know, great to look back on. So that was very clever of him. Yeah, so then he proposed and then he had arranged this surprise uh, like coming together of both families. But what I found most interesting was the fact that this was the first time Jade and Loki's family had actually met. Wow. Oh, how, are long you have, how long have they been together for? So they've been together for three years. So I was a little bit surprised about that. Anyway. Is there a reason why do they live in different no, states? They, I'm not too sure. But anyway, I, I've done some digging because, you know, what everyone's interested about is the ring. Mm. So she tagged the ring a lot of times. So I'm wondering if there was some sort of, you know, how, do you, sponsorship going how do you bring that up as in if you're lucky like oh by the way I've got a massive discount on this ring. <laughs> can Please. you like, tag it a few Whoa, times well he did claim that he was shooting for a brand maybe he was really shooting for a brand yeah well I'm I'm going to apologize in advance because I don't think I'm fashionable enough to know how to pronounce this brand but it, it's Nevaya and Sloan. I'm sorry, I've probably butchered that Zemmels, name. is it? No, not <laughs> Zamo. The ring was crafted in New Zealand, and according to the jeweler's website, Jade's ring is the Atlas setting, which the price starts at 3,400. However, now I'm not really sure about rings, but it says the website explained a 0.75 carat Atlas setting, which is the one she had, which I'm not sure what carat she had, but can range between 8,500 and 16,100 however a one carat design can be priced between 12,100 and 27,800 now I'm no jeweler we were joking on the weekend about engagement rings and how we pretend we're not but if we ever got proposed to we'd like our little magnifying glass would Mm. shoot out and be like oh this is a two carat thing I don't know maybe some people in the community can help which one do you think it is do you think it's the one carat one Would you know what? what is it just like a sponsored post for them do you know what I mean? Like, no, well, I had to do some digging on the website to find this information no, 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 out. No, no, no. I mean, like, in terms of if the ring was 20,000, isn't that just a sponsored post for Jardate? Oh, <laughs> I get what you mean. <laughs> well, talking about sponsorships, the Blue Tick Brigade. 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 Somebody said Blue Tick Brigade. Brigade. <laughs> Sorry. Brigade. Got it. That's really hard to say. The blue tick brigade were out in full force sending her well wishes. So Sky Wheatley wrote, wow, I need a refund on my boyfriend. Congratulations, <gasps> beautiful. Oh. Oh. And even l Darby was commenting her congratulations. Really? Yeah. How the hell do they know each other? I don't know. Well, what I found funny though was Talking about Jade going on and on about her engagement. She keeps saying, like, that she's betrothed. She's like, first night out is betrothed. And then on her real Jade page. she's so jealous, Kate. She yeah, posted, I think that's where it's coming it's, from. i not like I actually can't believe how like show off like but, showing but she's off she's doing is. it in a comedic way that's Ooh. how she's getting away with as it. as i was saying on her page she literally went out to dinner and posted seven different photos of her ring in front of different food but, but she i think she's taking the piss of other people who do it that's why she's doing it so it's she, relatable she is but i feel like there's some truth bind what's well, really it's really got under your nerves hasn't it you know what if i was given like a twenty thousand dollar ring i'd be showing it off all the time too it's yeah. like those influencers who as soon as they get engaged they point with that hand the whole time with the oh, ring on it. El darby was doing that heaps can i just finish on a question now this isn't about the engagement this is on jade's partner loki why is he always wearing speedos has anyone noticed this? Like, literally, he doesn't own a pair of bloody board shorts. Just say, have you seen his body? That's probably why. Yeah, but I just, I don't find that attractive on a male. No, I like a good pair of board shorts. Do you reckon yeah. it's like almost that cool young thing where it's so ironic and like out of fashion that it's almost cool? That's what I was wondering. Kate, okay, you mentioned the blue tick or the big dick brigade before, <laughs> maybe. I didn't say the big dick brigade. <laughs> a mosquito actually just had the nerve to sting me on the forehead. Like, does it not know that I'm spoken for? Okay, I'm going to stop with those jokes. I'm sorry. Well, moving on to Social Blade, and it does involve Jade Tunchi. So I thought it'd be interesting to have a look in how her engagement, like actual engagement on a post, not her engagement, has been going since Sunday. So on Sunday, she actually scored herself 3,226 new followers alongside The Big Rock. Wow. So... Since Sunday, she's also had 7,099 new followers. And to delve even deeper into it, in the last 30 days, she's had 11,220 new followers. And this is despite the Australia Day drama when Celeb Spellcheck called her out for her very racially insensitive commentary. Well, she was clever there because she just didn't respond and it just ended up dying mm, down. It I was don't it was think, it think clever. But, yeah, but yeah. But no, you sometimes look- not responding actually diffuses the situation. I was going to say, they always joke that your Instagram following goes up if you get married, if you have babies. All Obviously now if you get engaged, it also goes but, up. But that being said, Sarah's day, despite all of her dramas, those dramas actually seem to gain her more followers. So it seems like causing little controversies like that is good for someone's Instagram following. It's interesting you say that because when I was looking up the Social Blade figures, I actually thought to myself, is it because these people then come on someone's radar that they then go and follow them mm. because I know I've followed a lot of people that have popped up recently and it's not because I respect or admire mm. them I'm just kind of interested to see what that what crazy yeah. shit they post next well it's kind of like your friend tags you in someone who's controversial so then you go and check it out and just flick them a follow yeah exactly I think the most difficult person to deal with that I've ever met is you the most difficult have you ever come across somebody more difficult than yourself you're up there now let's get into what's becoming my new favorite segment it is snog marry avoid and thank you to annie she sent this very kardashian themed snog marry avoid in now the three lucky guys this week are kanye west scott disick and rob kardashian now i think we'll kick you it off with you kate gee this one's really difficult because there's no one that i really would like to snog or marry um I'm going to say oh it's so hard. It is a very hard one. I think I'd marry Scott Disick uh because I feel like he's quite funny and I I kind of like his humor. I've always had a soft spot for Scott. Um I would probably snog Rob Kardashian who, you know, he's a Kardashian and I would avoid Kanye West. Well, I'm kind of tossing up between Rob and Scott at the moment, because I feel like if you were to marry Rob, at least you'd get the Kardashian name and that'd be pretty cool. That's true. However, I wouldn't want to be linked to Black China. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I mean, he does have the kid with her. So anyway, I think I'm going to say marry Rob for the last name, Snog, Scott Disick, because I feel like he'd be a lot of fun. He's got a good personality and then avoid Kanye because, you know, he's Kanye. (laughs) I'm going to marry scott disick because i love that he flips all those houses and Mm. he is hilarious and i feel like he's grown up a lot since we first saw him with courtney do you think he's settled down i mean he i mean we're probably too old for scott to be dating like he doesn't he dating like teenagers at the moment yeah i think we're a little bit too old but i do i find him hilarious i love him as the lord Mm. lord disick um i'm going to ooh. I reckon I might, yeah, I might kiss Rob just to say I've kissed a Kardashian <laughs> and then avoid Kanye. So yours was exactly like mine. Yeah. All right, well, thank you for sending that in, Annie. If anyone has any more amazing suggestions, please DM us or write them in our Facebook community. Look at me right now. I'm 20 years of age. I'm cuddling a blue elephant. I'm meant to be a professional fighting man. And I love that blue elephant. And I'll say it to everybody. Blue elephant is my, my son. I've adopted him. Now it's time to get into our recommendations, Kate. What have you got? I have a very 30 year old recommendation. <laughs> it is for organizational stuff at IKEA. So, after we recorded Monday's show, I went to IKEA and I spent, I was meant to be rushing home because I hadn't seen Reese all day. And I spent probably like an hour in there in their kitchen section, just like looking at everything, measuring it. And I had way too much fun, but it's very cheap stuff. And I then arranged my whole cooking drawer and my cutlery oh, drawer. That's cool. It was very pleasing. Do you know what I find funny? That men would have absolutely no desire to do that whatsoever. Like, Mm. sorry, I am generalizing here. But, you know, my boyfriend couldn't think of anything worse than doing that. the, the, The real kick I got out of it. I was just like, I'm so old, but I love it. Like I've got to actually put on my, the Instagram story, the outspoken Instagram story, Mm. my baking drawer. Well, that's like, I was watching Anastasia Kings North moving in vlog and she was rearranging this drawer with her sunglasses and hair accessories. And it was just so funny how she had her glasses like lined up so perfectly and the absolute thrill she got out of that. It just reminded me of like, of us. (laughs) Oh it was at the point where I couldn't actually fit in something in the baking drawer. And it was, I was like, do I throw it in the bin? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I didn't want to ruin the aesthetic of it. What about you, Soph? What have you got for us? Well, mine probably is a bit of a basic recommendation. But this week, I have really got into Molly Mae's YouTube channel. And I've just been scouring back through old videos of her. And as much as I know that her behavior has been quite prob- problematic during the pandemic... I have loved watching her travel vlogs. You know what? I really enjoyed Molly Mae's story regarding her fridge. So apparently Tommy and Molly have been going out doing their grocery shopping together when only one member of the household's meant to be going out. So they ended up getting Tesco's to deliver mm. and it somehow popped up in their lift. I don't know yeah. how they managed to do that. But I found the collection of food that she posted in her fridge really interesting. Did you notice all the cans Mm. of Coke in the fridge? Well, apparently they don't actually drink water from the tap because they don't like the taste of Manchester water. So all of their water is bottled. Do you know what? I already think that they must be rich because who actually buys canned soft drinks? Well, have you seen their bloody house? It's insane. Mm. Well, it's a rental, but it's, it's crazy, this house. And I feel like it adds such a beautiful backdrop to watch. Mm. Like, there's something nice about watching, you know, an insane house. Amy, what have you got for us? I've got to recommend the episode I have a boyfriend on Caller Daddy. So this is where Alex Cooper reveals that, you know, obviously she's got a new boyfriend. God, I would never have guessed by the title. Yeah, Sexy Zoom Man as she calls him, mm. and I was a bit shocked when I heard her announce this because Call Her Daddy's all about being single and being crazy and wild. But it was a really interesting episode because she detailed why she was the way she was previously and why she dated so many men and why she played so many games. Well, I'm not surprised because didn't she move to L.A. for this guy and she pretended yeah. that, you know, it was because of the show or whatever? I think it was pretty obvious that she was full-on dating this guy and mm. was having to kind of embellish some stories well, a bit. I thought they'd broken up, by the way, her New Year's um, – episode went they had this massive fight over new years i kind of got the vibe what there on the about? rocks well it was a fight about the fact that he still had his ex-girlfriend's <gasps> oh, photos was- in her drawer and then she kind of lost it and he ended up getting rid of them but then it kind of gave her the ick almost that he'd got rid of the photos uh, because he wasn't you know come on Sophie, that was clearly for the podcast yeah she would amp so much of that stuff yeah. up Well, I think that's all we've got time for today. We hope you have an amazing weekend and we look forward to being in your ears on Monday. And if you have enjoyed today's episode, could you please leave us a five-star review and a rating because it really helps grow our podcast.